When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and we have Dr. Kathy Greenberg on the line. Kathy, welcome. Thank you. We are so excited for today's show. I'm not sure where to start, but um, welcome to all of our listeners. Today our show is just a little bit different than our normal show. We're going to talk to you today uh, about how and why Barack Obama uh, is uh, going to be our first African-American president who has great strengths and expectations with great influence and as our 44th president, who will be uh, inaugurated tomorrow in front of an estimated 2 million people, we're going to talk to you about his leadership style. We're going to talk to you about why he is who he is as a person, an individual, and a leader. And we're going to talk about um, all kinds of information about his background, his story, the American dream and promise that he brings to the American people. President-elect Obama has inspired and raised the hopes of millions of Americans and people worldwide. Four years ago, people barely heard of him, and what it is about him today that has moved so many people is just an incredible story. So how has his influence risen so fast? What do we know about him, and what can we expect from this outstanding citizen and human being? Relly? Thanks, Kathy. And I think Kathy and I both be in leadership consultants, executive coaches, we talk about leadership all the time. So we have such a great opportunity to unpack the leadership of Barack Obama. And we want to highlight some of these leadership competencies that are the foundation of Obama's personality and his global appeal. In a sense, we're going to have a psychological perspective of Obama. And in this discovery, we hope there will be some nuggets and strategies that any leader can emulate to influence your people and organizations. So what we're going to look at is how does he think and how does he make decisions? What's he learned from his parents and grandparents? We know he's done a lot of soul-searching and how has that influenced who he is today. He's also very empathic, and where has that come from? How does he manage uh, his emotions? In In the press, he's been called Mr. Cool. Is there any blind spots that we should know about? And what does he learn from Michelle and a little bit about uh, Michelle's influence on him and how she compliments him? And what can we expect from him? And so what we're going to do to look into that is look at uh, some of the findings and writings that we've each been, Kathy and I have been studying in Obama, as as uh, most of the population. But we're going to use the Myers-Briggs type indicator and emotional intelligence leadership competencies. This will be the framework. These are both popular leadership concepts used in top organizations worldwide to get a better look and to unpack what um, Barack Obama is and why he is uh, our next leader and such a powerful man. But Kathy and I, we always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and provide evidence-based 
practices to help you develop more in your organization. Kathy, maybe you want to say a little bit more about our shows, and then we'll get into Barack Obama. Sure. You know, this is um, such a thrilling opportunity for us, really, and I'm so looking forward to the conversation we're going to have to share with our audience today. Um, I do want to make sure, though, that with every show, we uh, really help our audience do something really important and critical, which is understanding that leaders are the heartbeat of their organization, just like our new 44th president will be the heartbeat of the new American dream. Uh, Most leaders, though, as we know, will underestimate just how much they influence others, and as a result, we know they can underperform. But in every show, especially today's show, we're going to help individuals who are listening today understand more about how to develop leaders in your company, what the generational and gender differences might be that impact leadership, and we'll talk more about, uh, well, we're going to talk about Generation O today, so that's going to be fabulous. We uh, like to talk about work-life balance. We like to talk about self-management tools to be your best. And that's really going to be the focus of today's show. And Relly's going to walk us through a lot of the Myers-Briggs type indicator information and emotional intelligence information that's going to bring home to you how those kinds of self-management tools can help you to be your best. So, Relly, without a lot of to-do, maybe you can talk a little bit about some of the fact-based information we like to bring to our audiences, including the facts about Obama, his history, his speeches, and the influences in his life that we're going to focus on today. Oh, that's great. Well, thanks, Kathy. And in every show, we talk about leaders. And the reason we talk so much about leaders, and that's why we want to we want to take this opportunity to unpack Obama's leadership, is we know that leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. We like to say that leaders are the emotional thermostat for their team, just like we can say that Obama is the emotional thermostat for the United States. And we also know that the key to someone being a star is uh, someone performing in the top 10%. And a lot of these emotional intelligence competencies are the key reason why someone uh, is a star. And if you want to know more information from Kathy, her website is www.h2cleadership.com for her free tools and articles. Uh, and her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. If you're interested in more information from me, Dr. Relly Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership.com for free emotional intelligence and uh, assessments that you can find out where you are on some of these competencies we're going to talk about, books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. Well, Relly, I'm really delighted that we're going to start today's program helping our audience understand some of the language that leadership development experts and coaches uh, and authors on the subject of leadership use to help the common man, the common woman, understand as much as they can about the profile of great leaders. And what we're going to look at today, really, with, uh, with both of our help, hopefully, is what we know about how Barack Obama takes in information and makes decisions using the Myers-Briggs type indicator as our framework. We're going to talk about how his early background and the influences throughout his life and career have shaped those decisions. We're going to talk about his emotional intelligence and leadership competencies, which have been demonstrated during his campaign, during his senatorial position, during his years at Harvard and prior 
as he was growing up because many of these leadership characteristics, as we know, really, show up very early in life and come to a kind of fruition, if you will, at some point, as we call in a crucible of life's experiences. And then we're going to talk about what we can expect from this great leader as our new President of the United States. So, Riley, why don't we start off talking a little bit about how the Myers-Briggs type indicator works, what it is, a little bit about its history, and then we'll talk the audience through some of the language that we're going to use to describe Barack Obama and Michelle Obama and some of the information that we have been able to use from his speeches, the written information that we have been using, and the books that he's written that help us really glean a profile of a true leader. Well, thanks, Kathy. And in one addition, both Kathy and I have consulted a lot of our colleagues about some of this information, so we are, are glad to bring this to you. So let me just say a little bit about the Myers-Briggs. Uh, first of all, it's a preference or personality uh, assessment. It's the most, one of the most popular of all these preference tests. And, and it was done by a mother and daughter team, Myers and Briggs, and they use a lot of the concepts and language of Carl Jung. It's used today uh, in organizations. Kathy and I use it with executives all the time for individual executive coaching. We use it in team coaching. Uh, people use it for career development. Many times uh, church leaders use it to see if there's a compatibility in, in couples who are going to get married. But it's a great way to understand how someone thinks and how do they make decisions, how do they get energy, and how do they organize their life. So we thought it would be a, a great window to look at Barack Obama Obama. And you have to have special training to administer and interpret this. Kathy and I both have, have that. So let's look at uh, Obama's type. That's what it's called, is what kind of type. And uh, Obama, uh, there's four letters, and I'll explain these, but he is a INTJ. And this is from consulting some of the experts at, at Kiersey, Kiersey.com, David Kiersey, and those folks. An INTJ, so what does that mean? Well, it means, first of all, the I, he gets his energy from internal thoughts by thinking deeply about things, reflecting on things, versus being involved with people and action and, and energy that way. So more of an internal, reflective thinker. And then how does he take in information? Well, he's intuitive, and that's what the N stands for. And someone who is intuitive is um, a possibility thinker versus what could be versus what is. We've heard that over and over on this campaign. What could be versus what is. He's abstract, he's conceptual, he's probably theoretical in how he takes in information. It's all about possibilities. And we're going to come back uh, to the other two letters of Barack Obama and explain more of the Myers-Briggs, and then we'll get into the emotional intelligence. This is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most 
leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Amanda, age three. Carlos, age nine. An abducted child is everyone's child. Jada, age 14. To get free Amber Alerts on your cell phone, go to wirelessamberalerts.org. A child is calling for help. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business form. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, Greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We were just talking about the history of the Myers-Briggs type inventory as we use it and apply it to the fantastic leadership style of Barack Obama. And, Relly, you had uh, talked a little bit about the first two letters of the four-letter description, INTJ. And uh, I just want to make sure that for those of you who are listening in, that you may have even had a Myers-Briggs type inventory done by your organization. And if you have not... I'm sure if you were to contact your HR organization, they could probably help you find one and have one done for you. So, Relly, you were talking about the I and the N being introverted and intuitive. Tell us a little bit more about the TJ characteristic. Okay. So the T 
it could be T or F, and each one of these have a polar opposite. So the T is thinking, and that's how someone makes a decision. And so for Obama, it's a really rational, uh, logical manner and how he uh, makes his decisions. And they uh, then once you make your decisions, then how are you organized? And that's the, the fourth letter. And so it's a, uh, he's a J, means he's very organized and very systematic. He's very planful uh, about how he makes decisions. So the T is logical, reasonable, kind of a questional, uh, questioning, kind of a, a critical thinker. And then the J is planful, early starting, scheduled. Well, you know, for the person who's listening that might have a hard time Mm-hmm. Conceptualizing this, let let me try it on for them as the following. I would be introverted and would be intuitive. T would be thinker and J would be judger. And judger doesn't necessarily mean they're judging right. perfect or imperfect, right or wrong. Judging means they need to come to a decision and closure systematically. So INTJ, introverted, intuitive, thinker, judger. And for those of you who are following along using your own Myers-Briggs type indicator report, as Relly said, there are polar opposites to these. They're not good or bad. There's no right or wrong. So maybe we should um, make sure the audience understands. If you're not an intuitive, you are what? You're more sensing. I'll, I'll give you the quick opposite. And then I think as we talk about this, it's always good to think about, oh, where am I at on this? And when we do trainings, to think about where's your spouse. So introvert is Obama. The opposite is an extrovert, someone who's expressive, gregarious, or enthusiastic, active. Kind of like Michelle Obama. Yeah, so I think she'd be a, more of an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how you take an information, we say he's a possibility thinker, abstract and imaginative, the opposite of that is someone who's sensing, which is concrete, realistic, practical. And most of us experience that when we work with an accountant or a financial advisor. And in the general population, Kathy, more people are kind of the S uh, than the N. About S meaning sensor, right? Sensing. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, and how you now once you got information, it's either concrete or kind of abstract. What is? What could be? How do you make a decision? The opposite of the T, which is Obama, logical, reasonable is the F for feelings, empathic, compassionate, accommodating, accepting. And so that one more so uh, than the others, most of us, we do each of these, so it's just like everybody can write with your right hand and left hand. One of these is more preferred, and that's what we're talking about. And so on making decisions, somebody who is thinking goes to thinking first, but then they quickly follow up with feelings. How am I going to communicate this? Is this in line with my values? Someone who's more feeling and making a decision is going to say, um, can I live with this? What kind of harmony will this bring me? And then they go to the T side, is this a rational, logical decision? So that one I usually talk about as a quick one-two punch. And then the opposite of the J for how you organize systematic planful is P, uh, perceiving, which means open-ended, sometimes pressure-prompted, spontaneous. And these are the kind of people that we love because they make lots of lists for us to do, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) The perceivers always like to leave their options open, and often they'll take in information over and over, and sometimes they can push us over the edge a little because they seem to waffle on a decision based on who they spoke to last. So um, just to go over that one more time, Relly, he's an I, 
INTJ, Introverted Intuitive Thinker Judger. And this is really from one of the experts of, of David Kersey, Kersey.com. You know, I've, I've been online and, and talked with other folks. He, Obama, because he, on some of these, he probably has a little bit of both. He's been a little harder to type, but that's basically what we're zeroing in as INTJ. Okay. So let me go through a, about uh, these. There's a, four kind of temperaments, and he's what's called an NT, those middle two initials. Um, and it really helps as far as kind of a shortcut, and he's called a rational. And only about 10 to 12% of the population are rational, rationals. How, how many in the population? 10 to 12%. So most of the people we're dealing with are not rational. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yes. I mean, most of the people are these other subtypes, you know, that they uh, are, are more tactical or, or kind of more feeling-oriented or they're kind of the SJs where they're driving for getting things done. But let me talk a little bit about the rationals. So they, rationals really pride themselves in being ingenious, independent, very strong-willed. I think one of the key things and when I've worked with executives, anybody who's an NT or a rational, is competency. They're always thinking the N is the big picture and the T is logic. So they're always thinking, they're always trying to be efficient, and competency is a key driver for them. They're usually even-tempered. They trust logic, they yearn for achievement, they seek knowledge, uh, and they dream of, of, of understanding how the world works. So some of these key uh, heady folks, which Obama is, and he's exactly positioned for what we want in our country today, other rationals are people like Bill Gates, Walt Disney, Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, Thomas Jefferson, and one of Obama's favorite influences, Abe Lincoln. So if you kind of think about those folks as a category, and, and, and they're smart, they're innovative, uh, and, and incredible contributions they've given to us. It's interesting. These are very smart people, but there are only nine uh, of the 44 presidents yes. that have come out with that particular NT, uh, what we would call intuitive thinker, rational style. So he is um, he's going to be among, I guess, what we might call the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Of and then, Kathy, if we factor it down even more, because we looked at the NT, we said it was 10 to 12% of the population, and it's a lot of heady people. But then the INTJ, when you put all his four letters together, that is only 1% of the population. And as I read through this, think about how perfectly situated uh, Barack is, uh, uh, Obama, for... Uh, attacking and strategizing all these issues. So one of the things about an INTJ is they're great at contingency planning. They are naturally able to grasp complex situations, how one thing affects another, planning on alternatives. And they will always not only have a plan B, but they're able to switch to plan C or D if necessary. And they're highly capable leaders, usually not at first eager to lead. They may stay in the background until... They find out that there's, they're really needed and that others haven't come to the forefront. Then when they come, when they're in charge, they're very thoroughgoing pragmatists. Yeah, that sounds like the Obama campaign and the brain trust behind him. I mean, he was a very quiet leader doing his job right. uh, until he saw, uh, looking at the big picture, that there was no, vote, no, no one in his party that was going to step up to the challenges. And, and it's so much it's less about him but more about what's needed. And his type doesn't feel bound by established rules and procedures. So you, a lot of his talk about not right. being a uh, you know, Washington regular. And only ideas that make sense are adopted, 
no matter who thought of them. Again, that sounds like things we've heard him talk about. Um, well, that may be really helpful to Obama as he tries to mediate these bipartisan yeah. issues. And as we know, he has made lots of positive friends on both sides of the political equation because of his ability to reach across political parties to not only include others in his thinking but help right. others who have uh, thinking that might be alternative to what we might think the common um, idea that would work for everyone. And I think if competency is the driver, Kathy, just like you're saying, he wants the best idea regardless of who it comes from, and it needs to be well thought out. Um, so in his problem solving, you know, he, he really wants to get all different sides of the argument. Oh, yeah, they like love responding him. to tangled webs of information. Yep. So his, his subtype, um, we're talking about INTJ, is really one of the most definite and more self-confident than most of the other types. And so, again, he's going to look at all sides of the picture before he moves, moves forward, has to have the right research, the data, before he'll embrace an idea. So you can see his profile is very good. Uh, fit for the uh, issues and that we have today. Well, not only that, but I think one of the things you also said, so I want to make sure our listeners heard this, is he'll always have alternative plans, B, C, D, yep. and he will move, move actually very seamlessly through those plans based on the research that he does, and he will be very confident about the possibilities he has in front of him mm-hmm. Therefore, he looks at that big picture, and then he looks at the logic to implement that big picture on a multiple front. So he doesn't just stick with one thing because that's what he started with. Right. And so I think if, if, and I know when I've dealt with NTs, competency is the key issue, and they hate lapses of logic. You know, and, and so, and they'll take personal responsibility if they see a lapse of logic. So I should have thought of that ahead of time, I should have seen that coming. So that's the kind of person that we have in, in Barack Obama, INTJ. So technically they're a little suspicious of any statements that are based on anything other than good research that has been checked out against reality. Yep, exactly. Excellent. Well, we're going to, I think, come right back um, in a few minutes um, to talk about uh, some of the examples uh, of his uh, speeches that represent a lot of this thinking. But... Um, Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you also see in his kind of viewpoint and uh, some of the things that that you can uh, identify for the listener today about um, kind of who he is as a leader. So what, what, what is it about his profile that makes him really great for this job? Okay, and we'll come right back with that when we come back from the break. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network.
Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. And the pitch. Dave just pitched a tomato, which won't work. But a healthy, vegetable-filled diet could give you energy to hit that grand slam. Run, throw, think, eat better. Can your food do that? Find out at smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business form. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, Greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking about our 44th president, and that is, of course, Barack Obama. And we're talking about his profile and his leadership style. Really, we were just talking about the NT rationale, what we call makeup of a leader like Barack Obama. So, really, in closing, I, I want you to comment on the fact that his profile is very good for this very complicated and intense problem-solving era that we are facing today. Um, he's going to be doing his research. He's going to be... Uh, using both um, input from others as well as his own thinking. Anything else we need to know before we move on to emotional intelligence? I think, it, like you said, he's a, he's a perfect fit in just in how he thinks. I was very excited reading this. And one thing to just highlight this, that, that 
uh, when he talked on all things considered. This is his his voice, and you can kind of hear this NT. I try to describe both sides of the issue because part uh, part of what I'm trying to figure out is how do we build a common ground. Ironically, if I get criticized, it's usually because people feel that I take too much care to see all points of view. Right. No, I get that. I think also when he uh, made his decision to run for the presidency, uh, he was quoted as well in the Chicago Tribune as uh, talking about the fact that this is a profoundly personal decision that I'm going through. I'm looking at the external factors, money, organization, calendar, all those things. But the most important thing I'm looking at, he said, is do I have something unique to bring to a presidential race that would justify putting my family through what I think everybody understands is a grueling process. And he said, I certainly didn't expect to find myself in this position a year ago, but as I've spoken to many of you in my travels, I've been struck by how hungry we all are for a different kind of politics. So, excellent. Why don't we talk a little bit about, quickly, um, some of his background, and that will help people understand the emotional intelligence component. Yeah, when we're gonna, there's a bit a lot written on on his background, but a couple of things. I think from um, his, we know he was uh, as a black father and a white mother, mixed marriage, grew up uh, in Hawaii. Uh, they got divorced because his father went and pursued his PhD at Harvard. They moved. He and his mother uh, moved to Indonesia, and they had another. She got remarried, had another child. And then moved back to to Hawaii, when, where he went to high school. And let me just say a few things about uh, some learnings that we've gleaned from his maybe his mother and father, and then we'll move on. Kathy, you want to talk anything about what he learned from his mother, and then I'll well, yeah, father? I mean, I've been doing a lot of research uh, on his uh, matriline because we are going to be dedicating our new book, "What Happy Working Mothers Know," to his mother, uh, Ann Dunham, and his grandmother. Uh, and we are also uh, including um, some wonderful uh, verse that we had with uh, Michelle Obama at the Women for Obama function in July in Chicago. So let me say that the key learnings from his mother are examples of fairness and empathy, acceptance and and respect. Um, I think she really helped him prepare for his life to deal with the unknown. Uh, she herself was dealing with a lot of unknowns. I think the um, straight talk independent judgment that she used and taught him have really uh, gone a long way to uh, his success. And then I'll mention a little bit about his his father. So his father left when he was two, and then his father came back once to Hawaii and and visited. And you can imagine, you know, the the kind of yearnings uh, for a father and basically trying to say, well, who was my father? And so a lot of what Barack uh, Obama has learned was from stories about his father and then from this uh, experience that he had. So when his father came back, one of the experiences, he came back and his father was asked to speak about Kenya uh, to his uh, class, uh, Obama Jr.'s class. And at first, uh, Obama was very uh, embarrassed by this. Oh, my dad's going to speak in front of my class. But when Barack Obama Sr. spoke, he spoke about what it was like to live in Kenya and that in some tribes that a young boy had to kill a lion to prove his manhood. And people were totally mesmerized by this. And I think on some level, Barack uh, Obama Jr. learned the power of the words 
and the power of the narrative, which we see today. He's always telling a story. And so given that he had very few experiences with his dad, I think every experience was very pronounced. One other experience that I'm sure he wasn't even sure if this was how true it was, but found that it was, that in uh, when his dad was studying, came home from uh, studying long hours and went with his grandfather to a bar to get a drink, and a white man at the bar basically said, you know, do I need to drink my good liquor next to this person using the N-word? And the room felt quiet, and everybody looked at Obama Sr., what's going to happen? Well, he didn't get angry. He walked up over to the man, he smiled, and he proceeded to lecture him on the folly of bigotry, the promise of the American dream, and the universal rights of man. And as the story goes, the man felt so bad, he reached into his pocket and gave uh, Obama's father $100. He paid for all the drinks and the uh, poo-poos that they had there for the rest of the night. And as the story goes, he even paid for the next month of rent for Obama Sr. That's amazing. Well, I know he also learned a great deal from his grandfather and his grandmother. And I'll emphasize uh, his grandmother for a second, if I can, really. You know, he sure. called her Toot very lovingly. Um, she was obviously one of the two women in his life who were very influential. But she was also one of two women who made it to a vice president level uh, in the bank where she worked. And uh, she worked her way up the secretarial pool, the middle management, despite years of, of being passed over for promotions, uh, and specifically because she was a woman. And uh, Barack Obama says she's one of the people who taught me about hard work. Um, he taught her uh, a lot, a great, a great deal about life. Um, and when it came to any prejudices, she said, your grandfather and I just figured out that we should treat people decently. That's it. That's all. End of story. So he, he also describes this very stubborn independence and insistence of thinking through something that was very critical uh, and, and very complex for him. Uh, as a biracial child, but also watching his grandmother struggle uh, as uh, a woman in business. So these are, are very, uh, I want to say, shaping important critical events uh, in the life and the destiny of our new president. Well, we could say a lot more, but I think to summarize what, what we saw that he got from his parents was to be an independent thinker, think for himself, the value of hard work, speak up for himself, valuing and respecting all people, and also this this idea of managing uh, his emotions. And so, Kathy, maybe we should go into some of the EI uh, aspects, but do you want to let our listeners know who we got on hold? Yeah, I would. Um, we have with us, and we're delighted to have with us, Noel Tishy. Noel, hello. Hello. I'm delighted to be with you. Thank you. Thank you and, for Noel, you're, uh, I, I take it um, on your way to uh, a business trip, so you are on a cell phone. That is correct, so okay. I hope it comes through okay. Well, we'll do our best, and uh, if we lose you, uh, we'll know it's not because you've hung up on us. <laughs> you got it. Okay. Now, as, as many of you may know who are listening, Noel Tishy is not only a leading expert in leadership, uh, he is the author of many, many articles and books on the subject, and his most prominent book that's currently featured is Judgment Calls with Warren Bennis. And I believe, uh, Noel, you also have a, a Business Week uh, regular um, article on judgment as well. Is that correct? Yes. I'm doing a both on the web and in the magazine uh, featuring different leaders were, and the judgment calls that they've made. Wonderful. So we're going to ask for your opinion as we go through some of these EI competencies. 
that Relly's about to go through. But I think, Noel, if you'd like to just jump in as, uh, as your time allows, we'd love to have some of your commentary. I'd be delighted to. So both invite me, and if I uh, jump in, uh, please welcome me in there. Okay, good. Well, let me just say a little bit about emotional intelligence, and then we're going to highlight some of these competencies, Noel, that I think you'll be able to add to. So there's about 18 competencies. This is this is uh, done from a compilation of, of work from the Hay Group, uh, Richard Boyatis, Daniel Goleman, Carrie Chirinus, all the folks uh, on that side of the emotional intelligence um, world that we have studied what are the key competencies. And so one of them, and we're going to just highlight some of those, is accurate self-assessment. And looking at the, some of the books from Obama, Obama Dreams of My Father, um, accurate self-assessment is someone who leverages their self-awareness and makes long-term development. What I was so struck with, uh, Kathy and Noel, is just the soul-searching that his life had. Who am I? What's my identity? What's most important for me? And um, that idea that for a long time he said, I would not have known for a long time that because I was too young to realize that I was supposed to have a living father and that I was too young to know that I needed a race. So this whole idea of really searching for himself and figuring out what's most important for him. Well, I think also in his book, uh, you know, The Audacity of Hope, he also showed us great self-awareness, um, great uh, accurate self-awareness and self-assessment mm-hmm. when he compares himself to others in his field, to the history of uh, his life. But I think the... Um, the uh, science that we have behind emotional intelligence is so important. Uh, we have other great thinkers who've contributed to our emotional intelligence analysis today, people from Talent Plus, uh, among other organizations. So let's talk about some of these um, personal and social emotional intelligence components. And we'll be right back with Leadership Development News. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence? so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Do you know who your kids are talking to on the Internet? 
Every day, children are sexually solicited online. Help delete online predators. Call 1-800-THE-LOST or visit CyberTipLine.com. A message from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the Ad Council. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, Greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We were talking about the leadership of Barack Obama. Before the break, we talked about some of the emotional intelligence competencies. And like Kathy said, there's a personal side and a social side. I'm going to read off just some of the competencies, then we'll zero in. And uh, Obama really is a star in many of these, you know, I'd say 10 to 12 of these. But there are things like emotional self-awareness, accurate self-assessment, self-confidence, emotional self-control, adaptability, achievement orientation, optimism empathy, service orientation, and then influence, inspirational leadership, teamwork, collaboration, change catalyst, just to name a few. And I think across that, Kathy, he is a a star in many of these. And let me just zero in uh, on self-control, which is really important, and it also ties into this aspect of how do you make decisions. So he responds calmly and calms others. In the uh, Time article, there was one on temperament, and we talked it talks a lot about the temperament, what kind of temperament is needed. And we know that when you lose your temper, uh, Daniel Goleman is called the amygdala hijack, you, it temporarily affects your cognitive functioning, and it is going to affect your judgment. And we like to say that it really can lower your IQ. So if someone is really impulsive, that uh, that can affect how smart they are. And one anecdote, and then maybe we'll have Noel see if you comment on this in regards to judgment, um, as, a, as a young boy in Indonesia, Obama uh, was hazed by some of the kids. He was bigger than everybody else, and they threw him in the water. And they didn't know how he was going to respond. Well, he came, he came up out of the water laughing, and he thought it was better to play it cool 
and make friends with his adversaries. So even way back then, this idea of temperament, which I think leads right into being able to manage your temperament uh, so you can make good decisions. Noel, you want to maybe comment on that or in regards to Yeah, the... let me just quickly frame what I think a, a leader and Obama is going to be called upon to do. He's going to be called upon to make three kinds of judgments, people, strategy, and crisis. You know, who's on his team, who's not on his team, how does he manage them, strategy, geopolitical, economic, the direction of the country, and in the role of president, uh, you're going to continuously work through geopolitical economic crises. And uh, the underpinning of that, obviously, is his personality, his background. But, you know, judgment is the essence of leadership, and this president is going to be called upon to make some incredibly important judgments for the future of the country. And uh, what I'd like to just point out is, some of what goes into good judgment, and then we can go yeah. from there. I mean, every time he faces a judgment, there's a preparation phase as he sense and identify early on the need for a judgment. And then does he properly frame it uh, and get the right stakeholders involved, able to then make the call, but then he's got to execute. And the big unknown on Obama is, he has not been in a position yet where he's really been in a CEO, execution, own the judgments. Everything we see says he's going to be pretty good about it, but that's the big unknown. No, I think that that uh, is definitely a good judgment call on your part, Noel, in terms of how you described it for our listeners. I think that the fact that he's known as No Drama Obama uh, helps us to at least anticipate that he will not be someone quick to temper. Uh, he will not be someone who will miss opportunities uh, to inject rational thinking and look at all sides of the equation, which I think you would agree uh, is very important for judgment. No, and I've been very impressed with the deliberateness and the way he's gone about making the people judgments namely the people that are going to be around him in the various cabinet positions and key positions. He is clearly very deliberate around framing the strategic judgments facing the president in the uh, economy and the geopolitical sphere. And uh, he recognizes that we are in a series of crises at this point uh, in our country. It's funny, I'm looking at uh, the EI competencies of uh, initiative and optimism, which uh, I know you know are very important for judgment and leaders. And I just want to make a quote here from Damian Cave, who wrote in the HuffingtonPost.com blog, Only a Fuji's-loving, pick-up basketball-playing, biracial president-elect would send supporters an email message on election night that says, I'm about to head to Grant Park to talk to everyone gathered there, but I wanted to write to you first. The you he was referring to were the mostly youthful, kind of rabid, web-savvy users who drank the, <laughs> if you will, Obama aid every day. What do you think about somebody who uses that kind of good judgment to address his public via the web as he also goes to talk in person at Grand Park to the thousands who came to see him? 
I think I think we have a leader who is well attuned to all of the channels of communication uh, and has shown an incredible ability to to use them, whether it be on the web, whether it be face to face, one on one, and that's going to be a key asset as he tries to help us navigate through these very challenging times. One of the things, though, that we also have him uh, very high on is inspirational leadership. You know, positions himself as a leader, communicates a compelling vision. When we talked with Jim Cousins, he was saying in some of his research that inspiring vision in, in mostly executives is really one of the most challenging ones. Anything that you're seeing that, um, as far as inspiring vision and really now mobilizing all the people in the states to kind of follow his lead and to do their part. Anything that you're seeing about his inspirational leadership? Sure. Uh, Howard Gardner wrote a very uh, important book, a Harvard uh, psychologist, saying basically leaders lead through stories, mm-hmm. and they have a narrative. And, and uh, it's Martin Luther King Day, so if you take a look at his uh, Martin Luther King, there are three stories that any great leader has. One is the Who Am I story. There's no question Martin Luther King gave his life for his story. There is a where are we going story, and there's a who we are story, and you need to have all three of those aligned. For Martin Luther King, where are we going? Where black children and white children uh, hold hands, where we're judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. You know, how are we going to get there? We're going to struggle together. We're going to go to jail together. And he gave millions and millions of people a sense of identity. And, and Barack Obama has a similar narrative that he's unfolding of, here's who I am. We've been talking about his, his own leadership journey, uh, which has shaped him. And it's, it's a lot of congruity in terms of his values and integrity. Where are we going? He's uh, beginning to craft a vision for where the United States can and should go and live up to uh, the fundamentals. And finally, he's giving incredible diverse group of constituencies a sense of who we are, and he's pulling them together, not polarizing. So, and it's on that platform that he makes the judgments of who's on the team, off the team, the strategies for various parts of his storyline, and how he handles crises. Well, certainly uh, tomorrow is going to be an exciting, fabulous day for all of us. And to those, uh, obviously, who are listening, we are all very proud uh, of our 44th incoming president, Barack Obama. So stay tuned to uh, future shows. We're going to be doing this entire year on uh, Barack Obama and his leadership style. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.